It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for November 24th. I'm not just thankful, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for our culture, I'm grateful for our community, and I am grateful for this time of year because it gets no better than this in Tri-State High School sports. We are in the midst and throes of just an amazing run of football and basketball, and we pulled out all the stops to celebrate today. Two amazing guests joining us, two of our favorite coaching conversationalists, Fresh off, maybe, well, not maybe, for sure, the best season in the history of Camp Point Central football. We'll get a post-mortem on the Panthers' run to state with Brad Dixon in just a few minutes. And in the wake of maybe his best performance yet, and maybe the most satisfying basketball win yet, of his coaching career at Quincy University, Ryan Hellenthal is going to join us as well, talk all about his Hawks, who have another game today, if you want to take part in the sporting culture, because it is insane this time of year. So two great guests and a lot to get to today. We're going to start on the football front. Obviously, with Camp Point Central, the last football team standing, and it wasn't the Hollywood ending Brad Dixon was hoping for, with a 44-6 loss in the state championship game yesterday in Champaign to a really incredible Forreston team that had maybe the best offensive line I've ever seen at the Class 1A level. Kind of pushed Camp Point Central around, but it is a growth opportunity for the Panthers moving forward. Again, we're going to break it all down with Brad Dixon, but the season ends 12-2, and which is unbelievable. First state trophy of a final two variety in program history. Noah Strokirch with a one-yard run yesterday for the first touchdown at the state level for Camp Point Central. And the high school football season comes to a pretty interesting and pretty celebratory end. Again, I know it wasn't the result we were looking for, but what a season it was to make it to the final week of the Illinois season to get back to Champaign for the first time since 2012 with a local team. That's good stuff indeed. All right, high school basketball last night, rough night in the Gem City. We'll start off with the debut for the Quincy Notre Dame Raiders at the Gully Tip-Off, taking on a McClure team that was a little better than advertising, and uh, advertised, I should say, and certainly more athletic. McClure comes in and wins 72-61. to Problem for the Raiders was their own doing last night, 25 turnovers, as in the third quarter they would allow McClure to go on a 10-0 run that broke the game wide open, wasting 20 points from Dylan Foley last night. Q&D back at it today again. Against Diet. Again, that game scheduled for 7 o'clock. Remember, though, this is Hall of Fame weekend, so a likely late start on the boys' game tonight. Also at the Quincy High School Thanksgiving Tournament, Quincy High School falls to 0-2. And don't take to the bridges, everybody. It's going to be okay. It's November. Really tough schedule to start. Obviously, some shooting woes early in the season. But trying to gauge your season moving forward on November basketball is a fool's errand. Providence St. Mel wins last night 58-52. The Blue Devils are just struggling to try to find a lead. They're building kind of big holes and having a tough time getting out of it. But you got to like the fight in this team as they keep coming back and making runs towards the end to get into it. Jaden Smith with 15 last night. Jirel Brock had 10-7. and seven. Uh, Quincy High School will not be your tournament titleist. That is likely going to be Providence St. Mel. But Quincy High School back in action. And again, Hall of Fame night tonight. Lots of great Hall of Fame nominees. Luke Guthrie, the 2006-2007 golf teams. 
Barb Christ among them. So there's a lot of goodness going on at both Blue Devil Gym and the pit tonight in terms of the Hall of Fame. And then basketball tonight with Waukegan as Andy Douglas's team will try to bounce back. At the Washington Tournament of Champions, Winchester West Central, a very highly regarded 1A team, got invited there on the strength of all their great returning underclassmen. Yesterday they, yesterday they showed why. Uh, with a 70-51 to 51 win over McChesney Park, which is a win over a 4A opponent. That's the first win of the season for the Cougars, but it's an awfully darn good one. At the Saki Turkey Tournament last night, Payson Seymour, my goodness, Brian Ray just keeps getting it done. Doesn't matter who graduates. His team just continues to be frisky and fun to watch. They beat Lovejoy 81-61 to 61 to win their pool. Cole Schwartz leading the way with 27 points. Lucas Luce at 22. The Indians will advance to the tournament title game where they will take on a really fun, really balanced, and really interesting uh, Western team out of Barry. Barry Western beat uh, Illini West last night, 57-37, behind 18 points from Preston Wellman. So that's obviously going to be fun. Also last night at the Saki Turkey Tournament, it was uh, Pittsfield beating Central 32-28. to Jack Palmer with 13 in the win. Route bounces back to take down Liberty, 47-44, behind 10 points from Drew Winters as well. At the Beardstown Tournament, Triopia plays its way to the championship game with a 71-49 win over Unity. Interesting day for Zach Thompson. He started the morning in Champaign, being honored as a class when a All-Stater came back that night, the Beardstown scored 20 points to lead his team to victory. Triopia will play Athens today for the tournament title at 3.30. Also at the Beardstown tournament, Athens with a win over Grigsville Perry to get to that title game. 57-37 was your final. On the girls' side, nice night last night for Quincy Notre Dame as the Lady Raiders improved to 2-0 in the season. They beat Warrington 51-40. Sydney Hummert was a monster down low with 21 points and 13 rebounds. Maybe the best basketball game of the entire weekend comes tonight at 5 o'clock as Q&D takes on Monroe City and Jada Summers. That's phenomenal as a pairing goes. And if I'd admonish you to go see any game tonight, it will be that one. It will be as good as it gets. A huge test for the Raiders, a huge test for Cody Leonard's Monroe City Lady Panthers. At the Brimfield Turkey Tournament, Illini West has been insane. They knock off Tremont last night, 39-28 to behind 16 points from Megan Harrell. They're 4-0 and playing Brimfield, the host team tonight, for the tournament championship. I'm not sure we saw Grant Supernaut's team being this good out of the gate, as young as they are, but my goodness, what a run it has been so far. Keep an eye on the Chargers to this point as well. At the Lady Hornet Classic, it was Quincy High School with a win over Brown County last night. Quincy High School advances behind 15 points from Sarah Nelson. The Blue Devils will uh, take on West Hancock tonight in the tournament championship game there, as West Hancock was a 29-27 winner over Pittsfield as well. Also at the Lady Hornet Classic, Unity with a big win over Rushville Industry, 66-24. Addie Miller with 18 points, Addie Eager with 13-10. and 10. And the Route Lady Rockets, a winner over Liberty, 38-31 last night at that very same tournament. We also had one exhibition basketball game at the college level last night. Culver Stockton on the road at St. Charles was not pretty, taking on Lindenwood in a 95-53 loss in that one for Aaron Hill's crew. Okay, the rest of your schedule today, very, very good. As I mentioned, you could start off at 1 o'clock and watch basketball all day. The Quincy University women are at home against HLG. The QU men taking on Harris Stowe. And this is a better than expected. This is not your big brother's Harris Stowe team. They're 5-0 and right now. So kind of an interesting matchup for the Hawks. Again, we'll break down with Ryan Hellenthal in just a second. We've got the Illini West girls, as mentioned, playing at 3 o'clock for the uh, Brimfield Turkey Tournament Championship. The John Wood men are at home at 3 o'clock against Ren Lake. Triopia versus Athens at the Beardstown Tournament for the title at 3.30. 
Again, as I mentioned, Q&D Monroe City at 5 o'clock at the pit. The Q&D boys, probably more like 7.15 against Diet tonight as well. The Western boys versus Payson at the Saki Turkey Tournament at 6 o'clock. By the way, action over there starts at 1.30 with the 7th place game. Quincy High School versus Waukegan at about 7 o'clock tonight. And the Quincy High girls over in Mount Sterling taking on West Hancock. That's a 7 o'clock start as well. Okay, we've warmed it all up. We're going to talk college basketball. We're going to talk Hawks with Ryan Hellenthal straight ahead. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday. Leap tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back, everybody, to the Saturday Morning Ticket. We are joined now by Ryan Hellenthal, who is coming off a phenomenal victory over Missouri Western earlier this week. And for clarification's sake, Ryan, you're 31 games now into your Quincy University coaching tenure. Where does that 20 minutes in the second half rank in terms of coaching satisfaction for what you've been able to do thus far with the Hawks? No, Chris. I think um, you know, in terms of that half and those twenty minutes, probably the best that we've that we've played in the thirty-one games. Um, you know, really on both ends. I thought uh, offensively we were really good and and uh, did some really good things as far as getting to the basket and defensively, uh, which is going to have to be our calling card this year. Um, I thought we were, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, really really solid defensively and and uh, really guarded a team that had scored pretty much at will on anybody that they played so far this year. I think you're ceiling, and, and that's the thing I've noticed. I've seen you once in person and once on tape, and I think your ceiling there is pretty high, Ryan, and it's really organic because it has to be an all-hands-in affair for you on defense because there's just no one stopper for you, is there? No, there's not, and, and I think our guys have finally started to understand that. It's going to take all five guys you know, for 40 minutes, and, and then the guys coming off the bench have to be ready to go as well. And I think, you know, I think our guys are bought into that. Um, you know, They understand that to, to stay in games and be competitive in our league, uh, you're going to have to hold teams to 60, 65 points if you want to win games. And, and uh, you know, it's been a it's been a, a good transition for us in that way. And, and uh, you know, I'm pleased so far. But uh, you know, each game is different, as you know, Chris. And, and uh, we just got to continue to compete every possession and and uh, play extremely hard. And, and and the rest of that stuff takes care of itself. You touched on it, Ryan. Your league is on us really suddenly next week, obviously. Yeah. And, and and that makes that Harris Stoke game today, in terms of connecting the dots, momentum wise, really important. And they're not like I mentioned earlier. They're not your big brothers, Harris Stowe. They've been pretty good out of the gate. This is a really important Saturday. Saturday afternoon for you? No, no question. And, and I, we've talked about that the last two days is being able to answer the bell after a big win and, and not have that letdown effect and, and understanding that you're playing a program that was, you know, 19 and 13 and 23 and 11 the last two years. They're 5 and 0, Chris. Uh, they score the ball at an extremely high rate. They play really, really fast. Uh, so we've got a job to do today. And, and uh, you know, our defensive effort is going to have to carry over to today and, and being able to stop their guard play because they've got four guys averaging you know, 13 points or more. So, um, you know, big test for us today. And, and uh, you know, just take one game at a time, and, and this will be a, you know, a good springboard for us going into GLBC play, which which starts next Thursday, which is crazy, but uh, we're already there upon that. Yeah, it is ridiculous. It's not even going to be December when you get there, which seems yeah, kind yeah. of sudden. But, hey, you, I guess you play the cards you're dealt. I want to talk to you about the construct of your team a little bit right, right. now. And, yeah. and obviously we kind of knew based on last year where you were what the right. core was. You've yeah. broadened that out with guys like Austin and, 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 and Robbie making such big contributions early. Yeah, no question. And, and I think that uh, – you know, I think that that's, that's last year was obviously a tough year for everybody involved and, and we got through it. And the, the most important thing, as you know, 
uh, we got some young guys, some experience, you know, and, and I think that was, you know, you're starting to see the, the benefit of that a little bit now. And then to, you know, to put, throw the couple of junior college guys in there um, has really helped. And, and uh, you know, Austin Downing has been terrific and, and has probably figured it out a little faster than I thought he would uh, coming from junior college. So, you know, really pleased with, with our, with the guys and, and how they're playing together, how hard they're playing. And, and again, as we mentioned defensively, we've just got to continue to get better and better every day. I know he's not technically local, but you know the the connection to the John Wood program here is, is so intense in this community, yeah. and I know the respect you and Brad have for each other. Right. I, I really thought that if if you could put it together with Aziz, he he checks off a lot of boxes for you with Mr. Fadika. What you need on the boards? How's that process going so far? Because he's had some nice moments crashing the offensive glass. Oh, Chris, I, I you know I, I love uh, love coaching that young man every day. I knew I would. Obviously, he's been coached. Brad did a, a terrific, terrific job with him. Uh, but just with how hard he plays and how he chases the ball off the rim, and, and now he's starting to figure some things out offensively and then how to score at this level. Um, you know, his effort on Tuesday night was just unbelievable. You know, he struggled the first half, but he bounced back the second half, you know, finishes with 13 points, 11 rebounds, and four blocks. Uh, you know, just, just love the kid. I uh, love his makeup. He's a tough kid who has fun and, and really loves Quincy, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. And, and, uh, you know, I want to have kids here in our program that, that embrace what we're doing, embrace, you know, the, our institution here and, and, uh, want to be a part, part of, uh, of the Quincy community. And Aziz certainly checks off all those boxes. And I'll tell you what, I love that kid and love being here with him every day. Yeah. And that work ethic is infectious. I think you see that wash over, don't you? Oh, no question. No question. He's an extremely hard worker and, you know, he brings a couple guys with him every time he, he gets in the gym on his own. And that's been good for our guys too. And, uh, just rarely, you know, disease rarely has bad days, you know, and I think, I think John Wood faithful would probably agree. They've seen that the last two years. And I'm starting to see that now. Just a, just a happy go lucky kid who loves basketball and, and is loving his life right now. Quincy Notre Dame's Tanner Stuckman is still a little bit in process, but the high moments for him have been pretty good, including what, he got off to a really good start the other night against Missouri Western and then yeah. kind of got in some trouble. But yeah. when he's going right, he spaces the floor for you. He runs the floor. He can rim run a little bit. There's a lot to like about his game and, and the trajectory he's on. Oh, no question. The, the one thing that he's got to do for us is stay out of foul trouble. Right. You know, and, and, uh, but I think you're exactly right. He does space the floor. He can shoot it from the perimeter. Uh, he's getting better. You know, uh, you know, dribbling uh, a couple times, going downhill and getting to the basket. Um, his rebounding has improved. Uh, he's just got to continue to battle and stay out of foul trouble. And you know, he's an, he's a very important piece for us uh, moving forward. But uh, I'm pleased with his effort. He's gotten better from last year. He's really worked hard. And, and uh, you know, I, I I have big plans for Tanner. And as a program, we 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 have a lot of confidence in him and and where he's going. So you have this clouds part chorus of angels moment the other night with the second half at Missouri Western, and that's the architecture of who you want to be. And right. and I think you have to feel a little stronger. Your guys have to feel a little stronger about where they are, maybe relative to where they were preseason coming in. How much spun forward value is there in that for you, Ryan, as well? No, I think I think it's huge. Uh, you know, I think that. Um, you know, Chris, and, and you look at you take take the preseason out of it as well. You look at the first couple games. We go up to Upper Iowa and give up 104 points. We go to Seymour and give up 102. You know, and those those three days coming back from Upper Iowa, you know, our kids finally understood it. The light bulb went off, and, and they really bought in defensively. And uh, like I said, we've got to continue to continue to press that home because you know today's is certainly a big test with with Harris Stowe's offense. And uh, I just think that. 
you know, it's a good, it's a good foundation for us. Uh, we're going to get better every day and, and this team, uh, you know, loves being together and, and, uh, just has to continue to play hard. Last one for you, Ryan. And I know obviously defensive consistency is your harping point. Anything right. else that you need to see, particularly offensively? Because I think when the ball moves for you, you are yeah. a much better basketball team because you can't ISO very much. No, no. So is that the other big, I guess, clarion calling point as you get into GLVC play next week? No question. You hit the nail on the head, Chris. Um, you know, for us, being an unselfish basketball team is, is a, is a primary concern for us. And, and again, I think Chris, at the end of the day, and you've watched this enough the last, you know, 31 games that we've got to make some shots. And, you know, I think that that's where this team has to grow offensively. We've got to, we've got to get in the gym on our own a little bit and start shooting some shots and making shots in games and shooting with confidence and stepping into jumpers. Um, you know, I think that that's really the key for us offensively. I think we will share the ball, but we've got to shoot it much better. And, and I think as time goes on and, and, and these guys get better, we'll, we'll continue to do that. But those are the two areas for me is we've got to play unselfish ball movements, be very, very critical for us, and then being able to step into shots with confidence. Well, Ryan Hillenthal, happy Thanksgiving to you. We'll get you a big crowd out there today at 315 because I think, uh, obviously, with the students off for the break, you're, you're going to need a little uh, need a little buzz in that gym. Yeah, we will. Chris, two things before I let you go. I want to, want to say congrats to Brad Dixon and his crew, man. That was, that was unbelievable to see. And he did an amazing job with those kids. And I know that's something they'll always remember. And a, and a shout out to you for, you know, you go to Champaign yesterday and you're back here for two games last night. Just, just really impressive. And I hope the Tri-State area appreciates uh, the coverage that you provide for sports. And, and I know as coaches, we certainly do. Well, thank you for the kind words. Good, sir. And again, good luck. Go get yourself one this afternoon. Okay, Chris, thanks for having me. And when we come back, we will talk to Brad Dixon about that big showing yesterday in Champaign. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And we are delighted now to be joined by the head coach of the state runner-up Class 1A Camp Point Central Panthers, Mr. Brad Dixon. And first of all, Brad, I want to start off with a compliment to you, not just about your season or anything about that, but I thought you handled the post-game speech after a tough loss yesterday, obviously a tough loss with your kids, about as well as any I've ever seen handled. Would you please share with our listeners just a little bit about what your message was to your kids yesterday? You know, I, I just wanted to make sure that they understood how, how proud of them that we were. You know, one game doesn't define, you know, our season or, or who we are. Um, Forreston's a great team, and, and all the credit goes to Forreston. They came out and played extremely well. They were very efficient, very physical. Um, you know, and it wasn't from a lack of our kids trying. Um, you know, we had some things that, that didn't go our way, a couple of turnovers, a couple of fourth downs we didn't get, um, you know, especially take the start of the game. You know, they go on their drive. Um, you know, they put 15 plays together, whatever they did, and then we we came back, put 18 plays together, and didn't get the fourth down. And, you know, there, there's plays in that game where, you know, our kids are trying and doing everything they can. And, and even though the outcome, you know, to the, the common person, looks bad um you know we're, we're still proud of our kids and and uh very complimentary of Forreston and, and just wanted to make sure that uh everyone understood that you are super fast and super aggressive on defense and yet they were able to negate that is that the best offensive line you've ever played against uh, it definitely this year there's no doubt you know we've ran into some very very good teams as we've gotten deep into the playoffs um you know and they, they just 
when you saw them on film, everything was so crisp and so efficient, and they blocked well. They got off the ball. They got, you know, they were off the ball in unison. That's a big thing. All their linemen were quick, and uh, you know, they were just able to beat us to the point of attack. And and uh, you know, we were just you know, a little bit undersized, obviously, all year. I think we only started two guys over 200 pounds. Um, you know, and we were able to to still be able to kind of get downhill and use our speed. But you know, in a game like yesterday, we were just you know, not not necessarily strong enough in some spots where they were, and you know, games that maybe went for two or three uh, throughout the year went for seven or eight. And, and anytime you're giving up seven or eight on first down, it makes them uh, you know very good on offense. And and uh, you know, they were able to, to kind of keep rolling. And then when we got the ball on offense, we just couldn't finish some of those drives, and a lot of that you know had to do with them. You talk often about your kids in the most complimentary way possible being freaks. I think your fan base is freaks as well, because I, I don't know how cognizant of it you were, because it was going on during the coin flip, but there's all state recognition going on in the background behind you. And when Hunter Flowers from Carrollton, when Zach Thompson from Triopia, and obviously when Cole Williams came through the all state line, your fans made sure they got the best ovation, the loudest ovation in the stadium. Just how proud are you of that group, that group that supports you? And, and as you touched on yesterday, loves these kids no matter what they did yesterday. Absolutely. You know, our, our whole motto of, of being a freak is, is to be different, be abnormal. I mean, there, there's normalcy uh, in school and in life where, you know, we kind of don't want to get up every day and go to work. And, you know, we kind of look at the, the pessimistic side of everything. And then there's just being abnormal where you're going to give your best in, in everything that you do. And, and you know, people... I think kind of have this negative image sometimes of high school kids these days that they're lazy and, and that they don't want to do anything. And that's absolutely not our kids. And, and we want them to be, front, you know, out in front and, and leading the way. And, and our fans definitely uh, are, are given a great example of that by yesterday. You know, we, we weren't uh, uh, negative about any of the teams that we played. And, you know, they all got us ready for this point. Our, our conference is, is a great conference with great coaches, very respectful. And, uh, you know, I was, I was proud. I heard the roar and then I, I think I thought I understood what was going on. But, uh, you know, then when I read some things afterwards, I realized that, that they were cheering for our fellow conference. And, you know, I received all these messages and, and, and phone calls and things from people in our conference. You know, Nick Flowers, who Carrollton's been a huge rival. We beat each other, uh, posted the other morning that, uh, hey, we're all Panthers today. Let's get as many people to Champagne to root the Panthers on as possible. And I think that's just awesome. And, and it just really shows the power and impact of high school football and what it can do to communities and the kids. And, and that's really what's good in this, in this world. And, and I'm glad I was able to be a part of it yesterday and, and capture that. You know, when you were three years into your coaching career, you were a ridiculous 33-3, and three, which is unheard of in this business, and, and, and it seemed like you defied all the laws of conventional football coaching logic. And then, because, as you touched on, you play in a conference with, you know, really smart minds, people caught up a little bit, and there was some adversity, and there was the Carrollton mm -hmm. thing. Are you a better coach for being punched in the jaw a little bit, Brad? Absolutely. Uh, we always tell our kids every year, guy, you know, you know, maybe if they're a little hesitant to to buy into the, the scheme or, you know, the techniques that we're teaching them. And we just say it's very simple, guys. We're not that smart. We do what we do today in 2018 because somebody has forced us to do that, either by a scheme that they're doing or the way they're attacking us or something that we've seen from smarter coaches. And, you know, if you're able to roll through a season, you know, just, 
doing whatever you want, eventually somebody's going to take those things away from you. And, and uh, you know, Forston is a great example. You know, we had controlled the line of scrimmage for most of the season, and, um, you know, they took it away from us. And, and we'll be able to use this game. You know, Coach Ray and I already talked, Coach Monroe, uh, on the way home. This is going to be a great, great teaching tool game for us as we move forward with our younger kids because uh, Forreston put a lot of great things on film, and we're going to be able to really look at our scheme, look at the way we attack things, and really try to put a better plan together moving forward. Last one for you. You you talked a lot about validation for your program and what you guys have done, and there's a certain charisma that I think has, has kind of permeated the area from one side to the other. I mean, you just heard Ryan Hillenthal offer his congratulations from Quincy University Basketball. Brad Hoyt did the same yesterday. You, you talk about validation. Does that feel validating to know that all of these very successful people think very highly of the job that you and your kids and your staff have done? Yeah, that, that's that's more important than any other anyone on the field. You know, when when people from the state of Illinois and, and even further, um, you know, recognize our program and, and offer their you know good luck or congratulations. And and uh, like I said, after we beat Argentina, the, the the biggest compliment I, I received through most of my messages was, hey, if there's anybody or any program that deserves it, it's yours. And I think that just solidifies what we're doing and, and the fact that we're raising kids up and, and uh, to be better men and better leaders. And, you know, we all want to win. We're all competitive. And, and we didn't go to Champaign and, and just hope for the best. We wanted to go win. But with that being said, we're going to do it the right way. And if we don't win, uh, we're still going to be who we are no matter what. And, and that's what I wanted our kids to understand. And, and the reality is that uh, in the long run of life, a loss like yesterday and having to bounce back and, and do those press conferences and, and talk to people about that is probably going to be more valuable to them than if we would have went over and won by that score. Job fantastically done, good sir. Congratulations to you and yours, and thanks again for joining us, Brad. Hey, thanks, Chris. Thanks for all your coverage all year. Always a pleasure. And that's it for the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll be right back here with you next Saturday at 8 o'clock. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.